We'd like to thank our podcast sponsors for supporting our programs. Here's a quick message. Last year, nearly 40% of Americans delayed or skipped medical care due to costs. TaylorMed offers a comprehensive solution. The nation's largest network of patients, providers, pharmacies, life science companies, and other partners dedicated to improving healthcare affordability anywhere a prescription is written or dispensed. TaylorMed's innovative product suite empowers network constituents to improve patient experience and outcomes while boosting their own financial health. Its best-in-class platform proactively identifies patients in need and automates enrollment in cost-saving resources, spanning more than 60,000 assistance programs and over 1,000 chronic conditions. By matching patients with the right resources at the right time, TaylorMed enables pharmacies and providers to reduce prescription abandonment, boost adherence, and increase revenue. To learn more, head to www.taylormed.co. listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. It's This Week in Pharmacy. My name is Todd Urey. I am the host and founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. It is good to be back. We had to take a break last week because we were at the Assembia Conference, the Assembia 2023 Access to Pharmacy. It was an amazing event. We had so many participants, more than we thought. And part one of that series, if you haven't heard the Assembia 2023 Spotlight, please uh, be sure to listen. Uh, the, the innovators, the leaders in specialty pharmacy, we we got snippets and clips of some of those leaders um, brought to you by uh, TaylorMed. And uh, that's a great interview, as well as Keycentrics. Uh, amazing organizations supporting our specialty pharmacists. Um, I am excited this week. We have two guests we're going to talk about. I, I do want to go through some news. I want to get everyone caught up on uh, twerks and what we're doing um, for uh, for the month of June. We're going to be headed to Kansas City. I'm going to be going to Kansas City, and I'm going to be supporting the Medipreneurs Conference 2023, led by Michelle Fritch, um, Dr. Fritch, and it was started by um, Sue Paul and Anna Garrett, uh, amazing people, innovating pharmacy, Look that up, Medipreneurs. You Google Medipreneurs 2023. Uh, we will be covering that show. I will be there. It's going to be exciting. If you don't know, I want to jump right into some news because we have a lot of uh, information to pack into this week in pharmacy. So um, let's go to the news. Let's let's jump into the first thing that I wanted to talk about. And, you know, I know that everyone realizes that um, uh, that we have uh, PBM reform uh, happening, and um, that's great, but I think we need more pharmacists involved, and I think we need to understand and break it down into sectors. 
um, how this affects pediatrics, how this affects specialty pharmacy, how this affects our community pharmacies. Sometimes the community pharmacy is the is the only source of healthcare for um, for uh, uh, a a base of people for a community. Uh, there was an article that came out in Fierce Health uh, called "PBM Pharma Play Blame Game Over Drug Pricing at Hearing." This has been going on all week. Um, they went to our Senate, Bob, uh, Senator Bob Casey um, from Pennsylvania was involved, as well as um, uh, 16 other senators and state representatives that understand this issue. This is bipartisan. There's no politics involved. Um, both sides uh, are agreeing on the need for PBM reform. This impacts our nation. This impacts our nation's health. I want pharmacists to understand we've been committed to PBM reform in the information, the intricacies, the complexities through PBM reform podcast. Um, I'm going to have uh, future episodes with, uh, with new players, as well as people that have been around for years that have been working on literally state by state combating what the three big PBMs are doing and how it's it's very uh, much an obstacle to medication adherence and, and medication management. Um, Loretta Bosing is gonna be joining us. She is a rock star. Uh, we can't wait to have her on. Um, so just if you haven't listened to that show yet, please share it because it really helps us to get the message out. Once again, it's PBM Reform Podcast. I wanna jump to another news article um, through Pharmacy Times. Pharmacists are in key positions to tackle black maternal mor mortality disparities. And this, this is, I found this in, is interesting because I had no idea that there was such a deficit of care throughout America um, for black Americans and 5% of the more 800,000 practicing physicians in the United States, only 7.3% of the more than 315,000 active black, black uh, pharmacists are black, as well as uh, understanding how our patients look to us and have uh, trust, especially in, in different uh, sectors of the world, of being able to look at a pharmacist um, that they can, um, they can feel like they're, they're getting better understanding about what they're going through as a patient. Healthcare is so personalized. Um, by the way, um, on maternal, uh, Danielle Plummer and, um, and Benaz Sarami did a great episode, PGX for Pharmacists, talking about uh, the need uh, to dig down into maternal medication management um, and how pharmacogenomics plays into that. So listen to that episode um, and, and just understand we are so interested in digging into deeper into different uh, women health services and uh, pregnancy is so important, pre-existing, uh, during, and then in post. And I think that, that pharmacists play a big role and should be playing a bigger role in that. I also wanna bring up the last news article that I wanted to read, uh, shout out today through This Week in Pharmacy is Industry Voices, Where We Go From Here, Community Pharmacy in a Post-Pandemic World. I didn't really think about this because we're in the trenches and we're working at uh, boosting and amplifying our pharmacist uh, voices every uh, day, day after day. But when I read this article, realizing that a lot of communities and a lot of funding sources don't realize that they need to plug pharmacists back into leading 
specific efforts to spread um, community healthcare services and how the pandemic taught us the resources that that are needed by pharmacists in their communities, as well as funding within their communities. So um, it's not an easy thing to talk about. It's it's um, it's something that we'd like to jump into and and dig deeper into. Uh, public health is is a huge initiative in pharmacists, and uh, pharmacists are taking a stand and taking a lead. Uh, before uh, we go to our first guest, which is Sue, um, oh, 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 I can't say say her name. Oh, oh, Ginger. No, I'm sorry. You'll you'll see when we come on butchering that name. Um, Ojigir, Ojigir, Doctor Ojigir. She's an author, children's book author. But before we do that, I want to bring in Nick Peters. The trial of the day is where I review landmark critical care or emergency medicine articles in 60 seconds. And the trial of the day for May 12th is the phenobarbital for acute alcohol withdrawal trial, a trial published ahead of print in September 2012 in the Journal of Emergency Medicine. Now, this prospective, randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled, single-center trial enrolled 102 patients in acute alcohol withdrawal from January 2009 to March 2010. Now, all the patients received the institution-specific symptom-triggered treatment protocol with benzodiazepines and were then randomized to receive 10 mg per kg of IV phenobarbital or placebo with the primary outcome being level of hospital care post admission. Now phenobarbital patients had a lower rate of ICU admission with no differences in adverse effects and decreased lorazepam requirements compared to placebo. So this trial showed evidence for phenobarb as adjunct treatment but didn't answer the question as to if phenobarb is preferred to benzos for treatment. Now this is the phenobarb for alcohol withdrawal trial. Trial of the day for May 12th. Hey, this week in pharmacy is a special week. We actually had to skip last week because of Assembia 2023. Grady and I had the best time with our guests. We were scheduled to have about nine interviews, and I know we went way over that. I think we might have in excess of 12 innovators and specialty pharmacy. I can't wait to talk with the team. I forgot to turn my accent lights on because it gives me color. I am so white and I can't wait for summer. We got to talk about skincare, by the way, for summer because I am definitely guilty of not making sure I'm using enough sunscreen. So maybe that'll have to be a this week in pharmacy. Maybe we'll bring um, a pharmacist on that digs into um, the dermatology land of, of our health. Hey, we have uh, a couple guests today. Our first guest is um, an award-winning holistic pharmacist helping to really change lives through the, the combination of holistic technology and pharmacology. Um, Dr. Sue is known as PharmaSue, if you want to look her up, uh, PharmaSue.com. I can't wait to bring her on in just a couple minutes. Um, we're also uh, going to be talking with Josh Kent and um, Steve McCarthy about cannabis in pharmacy. And there's so many layers to dig into. We're going to talk about um, your business using uh, CBD and cannabis and doing it the right way, all backed by your belief in science, um, your belief in evidence-based medicine as pharmacists. And then we're also going to start breaking down um, conditions. Um, the three top conditions that we're, we're hearing about is sleep, uh, pain or pain management, pain control, 
um, certainly as much non-opioid pain control as, pro pro um, as possible, and then anxiety. Uh, so many people, and I'm guilty based on my generation, uh, really didn't put enough emphasis on mental health. There was, we did not talk about mental health in in my youthful years, I sound like an old guy, but really in my generation, mental health really wasn't a thing. And now we're realizing that it's just as important as your blood pressure, um, your, um, your diabetes management, your diet. And uh, we have to talk about it because I want pharmacists leading it. And I want them uh, taking the, the treatments that are being kicked off by physicians, but going where you know those treatments should be going with things like supplements, exercise, the holistic side. Uh, Rob Kress, a shout out to Rob Kress. Rob has been a holistic functional pharmacist for over 20 years. And we have given him the nickname, the godfather of functional pharmacy. Uh, Rob is joining the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Oh, wait, I have a clap button. Yeah, see? Clap button. Yeah. All right. That clap button is way too long. I'm going to have to find a shorter one. Um, without further ado, I got to add uh, to this call. Um, the Beauty and the Beast uh, is today's episode. Maybe that's what we're going to call the uh, short name of this episode, because I am definitely the podcasting beast and you're the intelligent, beautiful one in the room. So thank you for, for joining us. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I love your tan, your well, Vegas tan. I turned it on. I, I know. You know what? If those bulbs were some kind of vitamin D bulb, that would be even better. Right. Yeah. Get a skyline, a sky roof. We tried to do this on twerk uh, several weeks back and we were having audio problems. Yes. So God bless you for coming back. No right. worries at all. So Dr. Sue, I uh, want you to tell our listeners about who you are just in case they don't know, mm -hmm. but they should because you're one of the most influential pharmacists in the nation right now. You've, you've won uh, several awards that have brought recognition to the work that you're doing. And there's a lot of insights that you bring to healthcare and to pharmacy specifically because uh, you're deep into motherhood. You're about as mother as any mother can become based on your uh, four beautiful children or is it five? Five. 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 <laughs> Just like my mom. You guys are <laughs> rock stars. So, um, so I want you to tell your story. Who are you? And, and really realize that the majority of people consuming this interview right now are listening and not uh, being able to see you. So just remember that. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. That is an amazing introduction, but I guess my intro changes each time we speak or there's something else to add, or it, it just changes weekly. But first and foremost, I would say I'm a concierge pharmacist. I provide care to patients with a considering them and putting them first because their health is my biggest concern and taking care of my patients. So I've been a retail pharmacist about 14 years of my career. And, you know, I surprisingly really enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of my rough days that we had. We had a lot of good moments, really tough moments, but it got me to where I am today. And I'm excited to that, 
journey that I created. I met some amazing patients and clients that I'm still in touch with now, um, amazing technicians that I've worked with and for formed really, really great bonds. So as much as it, it's a tough area in pharmacy, it, it did create my path and got me to where I am today and led me to realize that patient care was not the way I saw it in that setting. So I needed to step out of that setting and create what I be believed was the right way to treat patients and provide that service through my concierge um, practice. So I mainly focus on pharmacogenomics, getting patients the right medicines based on their genetics and collaborating with physicians to do that and implementing that service. I did receive the award through single care and that just opened up so many doors and possibilities and it just brought that recognition more and just humbled me because I was just a pharmacist. I was just doing my duty and just thinking I was going about, you know, providing care, but just getting that award just meant so much to me and so much gratitude I felt. And, you know, I, I wanted to create or explain the process of pharmacogenomics. So this is how it started with the writing and not many people were aware of this um, topic or knew about this amazing technology that existed. Yep. And the kids were always hearing about pharmacogenomics and PGX. And once they were able to say it, I said, maybe I should create something or get it to a very simplified level and bring incorporate them into the storyline. So we worked on a children's book and published it in March. And that has been a really fun adventure and really exciting. And you know, we, we said that we we're going to work on a series and just not only do pharmacogenomics, also work on other topics in pharmacy and healthcare. So, and so that's, right that's down the lines. It's so cute. Yes. And so that's still in the lines. So we're still working on that. And another big event is happening this year. I was thinking back to, you know, how much time I spent in retail and just 14 years and the actual, you know, thought of pharmacy or where it's leading for future generations of pharmacists going into pharmacy school and our current pharmacists right now. And, you know, it seems, it seems, you know, not that positive, right? You see so much media, you see so much negativity out there, especially on other platforms on like Reddit, Twitter, you always, you always hear something negative. And I said, I couldn't just let that be. And just, you know, something that I love so much, I don't want it to have such a negative connotation associated with it. So I created a children's uh, coloring book that encompasses the 50 different specialties in pharmacy. Mm -hmm. So there's 50 specialties, about 50 in here that most people are not even aware of. We went through pharmacy school thinking that there's retail, there's hospital, there's industry, and a couple other, you know, fancy ones that we hear here and there. But not many people are aware that there is a forensics pharmacist or there's a pharmacogenomics pharmacist or a military pharmacist. So there's so many areas that you could practice and just having like a fun way to kind of highlight that was a really great way, especially coming up on graduation to just release this project sooner than later. And it is coming up on my 15 years of graduating also from St. John's. And I will be gifting those students um, a copy of this because 
if they could possibly see this ahead of time, who knows what the course of pharmacy will look like X amount of years later, because right now it doesn't look too great. <laughs> well, and, and you're right about glass half full and glass mm -hmm. half uh, empty mentality, because no matter where you go in any facet of healthcare, you're going to have the good and bad. You're going to mm -hmm. have the positive and the negative. Uh, we can talk about, you know, PBMs till we're blue in the face and there's good that come from formulary management and mm -hmm. uh, in, in cost control. Mm -hmm. And there's bad that comes from PBMs and the greed and the, so it's, it's every facet of healthcare is going to have that, Sue. And you're finding, you know, to lean towards the, the positivity and the positivity is just as true as the negativity. And yeah. I think it, it should be, it should outshine the negativity mm -hmm. um, because otherwise, you know, go, go do something else and stop, either stop, either do something to change it or stop mm -hmm. complaining. Basically. But, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you're choosing to change it. So here's what I see uh, as someone who has been an, an analyst in, in the pharmacy profession for mm -hmm. over 20 years. When I look at what you are doing, uh, you are doing your part to develop PR, public relations, of what pharmacy and pharmacists do and can do mm -hmm. for public health. And you're starting at the right place for public relations, which is the, ch the minds of our children. Mm -hmm. so that when, our, when our kids are growing up and they're making decisions about their own futures, they will be able to really understand the difference between, now what does a physician do Mm -hmm. Inside the world of physician, there's all these specialties. Do I want to take care of babies? Do I want to, you know, be a nurse? Do I want, you know, maybe to help in, in being an eye doctor or something? But not having really very much representation of what pharmacists do for real mm -hmm. versus what's seen on the commercials and standing behind a counter in a white jacket. And then, by the way, that's okay. They're, mm -hmm. the, the careers of our public facing pharmacist, which is really our national chains, mm -hmm. is what the public thinks of pharmacy. There's absolutely no reason not to be just as proud of that as someone that's in pharmacogenomics, but it comes down to leading with your heart and understanding that we have to all pitch into public relations for the world of pharmacy. That's why one of the reasons for 14 years of, of doing podcasting is to you okay i said the platform's growing and back then there were zero podcast about the profession of pharmacy there was one podcast that was about uh pharmacy and the pharmacist impact of herbal medicine by the podcast that's still out called the people's pharmacy mm -hmm. the gradens are amazing pharmacist and integrative and they're kind of like pioneers in some of that um that stuff that we're talking about today and and then you are creating this initiative for our children. And this is also based on the fact that you're witnessing the way children think, feel, and process complex information because you're soaking in motherhood, like I said, with your, with your five children, which I think is amazing. How did you tell me about the runway of taking off in your own mm -hmm. entrepreneurial journey? How, how long of a runway did it take you to, to take off? Well, I think you hit the nail spot on right there. I mean, everything that you said, just you have to do something about it. You could either complain about it or you just get up and you have to do it. And having the kids there as my 
they're there front line with me. It's they're going to see me, how I react to everything in my life. And I'm going to show them that example. Either I could complain about it or do something. So I came home one day and it's funny that you mentioned this because I thought about this recently and I was like, man, it was so bad today. Like work was like terrible. Like it was such a really stressful day. And one of the younger boys just said, well, why don't you just do something else? What are you talking about? Like just do something else. I just can't pick up and do something else. And like, Yes, you could. Like you, it seems very hard. It's very hard to do than actually more saying it. But then if you really have that mindset and it's all about the mindset and just having that shift and you have to believe in yourself and you're a hundred percent in this and you go for it, it's going to, it's going to work out. You just have to have that belief and you really put a hundred percent in and just do it. So it just takes off in very small steps, but you have to recognize opportunities and just go for it. If you're questioning something, sometimes it takes so much longer thinking about an idea or just wondering if it's going to work more than less just doing it. Just, you know, just, I never think that I can write a children's book. I'm not nowhere near a writer or anything. I joked with the kids, like I cannot, I'm not a good speller. I spelled like in my spelling bee, one of the words I got off was, was a nightmare. And that was like the thing that just burned into my memory forever. And, you know, I'm not going to let something like that hold me back. And I just said, let's start off very small and hopefully it'll grow to something bigger. And, you know, we just build a play in the air, as they say. So I'd like you to consider mm -hmm. this is a request being made by the public while as our listeners are listening to me talking with you. So there's lots of pressure now, but I'd like you to consider joining our mm -hmm. uh, pediatric pharmacist review podcast because of your connection um, to um, the children and to, you know, and in, into understanding things because you've helped to build now two publications, two books that are now referencing the minds and the influence that your children have on you. And it's funny, I've heard people say to me, and I have four daughters, so I, mm -hmm. I agree with this statement, but our children are some of the best teachers I've ever mm -hmm. had in, in them teaching, number one, a little bit about myself mm -hmm. through them. And number two, um, the way that they see the world uh, based on my influence of them looking at the world. So mm -hmm. once again, let's go back to positive, negative. If you are sitting in front of your TV mm -hmm. watching any of these crazy propaganda-driven news shows, I don't care which one it is, pick one, and you start screaming at the television or making comments or – and I don't care if it's what side of the political spectrum you're on, right? Mm -hmm. If it's, if it's mm -hmm. an erratical reaction to something that's happening on the news and your children are there and they're absorbing that energy, mm -hmm. whether it be excitement, you might stand up and cheer and say, this is amazing news, or you mm -hmm. might stand up and say, I can't believe this. I can't. And the reason why I know this, Sue, is because I've been making jokes since my children can remember about taxes. Uh -huh. I know dad can't stand, you know, the world of taxes. So this is an inside running joke between them uh -huh. where I hear them by themselves playing and they'll be doing things with like stuffed animals and they'll be like, Hey, you know, let Oh, oh what do you know? Now we got to pay some taxes. Like they're integrating my comments into mm -hmm. their humans for now for the rest of their lives. They're going to remember, huh? What was dad talking about 
oh, now I understand like this taxes and how this taxes work. And it's just like, but we have influence mm -hmm. on future people. Exactly. And the influence of what they see and how they see it. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say they will see it that way forever because you know as well as I do, we, we both disagree with our parents today on certain things. But they set the they set the standard for specific experiences in our life. And you're doing the same thing, but you're wrapping pharmacology and pharmacists into it. So you're one of my heroes. Thank you. That means so much. Honestly, it's just, I mean, it's great that if it inspires and it, you know, connects with the pharmacists that are practicing and out there right now, that would be my greatest hope and aspiration. But to if it could touch the lives of the ones that are in pharmacy school to change that mindset and to take it to a whole different level that we didn't think of or to create something that we never thought it could be a possibility, that would be my greatest honor with this, just for an inspirational aspect. When I go to your website, which is pharmasu.com, and I look at the services that you're listing, listing you're talking about genetic mm -hmm. testing, um, MTM, mm -hmm. uh, holistic health, nutrigenomics, vitamin and supplement reviews, and, and health coaching. So when I think of this, I think of the center of it all, which is the specialty. But then the ancillary that surrounds it is your ability to connect your patients to something else that they may need. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say is pharmacists listening right now, you do not have to have all the answers. And as a matter of fact, if you're a really super duper high performing good pharmacist, you will admit that you do not have all the answers. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll push the patient back to talking with their physician in order to assure that that collaborative care isn't just a buzzword, but it's mm -hmm. a literal thing that pharmacists yes. are. But mm -hmm. in reverse, hey physicians, how about you stay in your lane when we're talking about pharmacogenomics and instead of pharmacists having to go to you, doctor, uh, for the prescription. It's our tool. It's in our tool bag. Let us run a PGX test whenever we realize that there may be a contraindication, there may be a mixture of medications that's not happening correctly or absorption mm -hmm. or whatever it is. But I have a philosophy, Sue, that we have to take PGX out of the hands of the physician first mm -hmm. and make it a follow-up and make it a second source of data that mm -hmm. could be infiltrated or I'm not infiltrated, pushed into the EHR after you run the test and you mm -hmm. see the results, you give them the summary of mm -hmm. the results because you know as well as I do, they don't want to, we don't want to read 19 pages of PGX mm -hmm. you know, comebacks. But if they got a review from their pharmacist assigned of everything that you recommended to the, to the physician, now they get to react to that. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that? Oh, that's the absolute dream. That would be fantastic if that could be the possibility, but it should be something that's very standardized just as a demographics, you know, basic age, weight, allergy information that should be in um, EHRs. And it has a lot to do with patient education as well as physician education as well too, because not many of them are aware of these amazing technologies and the possibilities of what you could get from a PGX report. So it's just and coming together and having that collaborative care all with the physician, patient, and pharmacist and providing care. What about that runway, by the way? Yeah. I want to come back because there's lots of pharmacists who are listening who say, wow, I've just started my side consultant business or I mm -hmm. just started 
a new podcast or a new blog in order to get my messaging out because we have lots of pharmacists who very much want to transition out of where they are. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that runway. How long did it really take you to continue working full time for something? And then where are you in that process to be able to really take pharmaceutical to be able to care for your career side and your mm -hmm. family's needs and everything that comes along with that pressure? So I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I have a lot of late nights. I sometimes push it very, very far. And I do have that problem too of understanding where you have to have a cut up time. I'm yes. doing this for my family and I have to realize that I'm not going to take away time from them when I said I was doing this for them. So I have to know when my cutoff time is and set that and just walk away and don't do anything else. So that is the biggest hurdle and challenge when you're wanting to be an entrepreneur. And I would say, honestly, it took me about a year to six months to have that full mindset because you start to feel it. You start to feel like something's not right where you are. And like we were talking about before, you could either complain or you could just live with it or just deal with it. But I'm not that type of person. I'm not going to just deal with something and know that I have a possibility of doing otherwise. So I put all, you know, feet in the ground running, everything out, just lots of projects working on and said, but I would say it's about six months, six to eight months right now. And, you know, I have the services that I still provide, but now it's taking a, a shift and turn. And now somehow I, I've been getting a couple of messages from pharmacy schools as well. They're reaching out to me, wanting to speak to their students and giving them some, you know, inspirational insights of pharmacy, boosting the morale. So this was in the game plan. This was not something I thought about. I was not a speaker. Like I was always the girl in the back of the classroom, hoping no one would call on me and just pray to God no one would ever see me or just, you know, be shy. But that changes. Like you, you realize that you have a potential to change something in your passion, what you love and that I practice and I do. And why not have that opportunity to inspire someone else? So you mentioned the services that what um, I provided. So it was interesting because I've been getting a lot more requests now for something like that, more inspirational or just motivational, having that entrepreneurial pharmacist in there as yeah. one of the speakers or a role to discuss about. And that was never something that I saw in pharmacy school. You think of entrepreneurial, I would think maybe a private um, pharmacy owner. That was as far as I knew of, but there's so many opportunities out there that you could practice and do so many wonderful things. That is so true. Uh, mm -hmm. There are, there, there are rainbow color variations of what we're talking about. This is not a black or white thing. Yes, so this, true. And and it's so. When I started this podcast, mm -hmm. it was it. I had no, I had no idea that it would become my thing, where, mm -hmm. it, where it was providing income and it was helping me um, in my own career. It was really. Um, me wanting to be more involved in my profession. Mm -hmm. It was a passion to drive content, to help um, communicate better, as well as inform pharmacy mm -hmm. owners, pharmacists, uh, technology people in the realm of tech, because that's where mm -hmm. I kind of started. So, so many pharmacists listening, if you think, you like, let's pretend you work at a national chain, uh -huh. you like your career, you're making, you know, obviously a lot of money pharmacists make, 
really, they do very well. And then you say, but I want to write a children's book, or mm -hmm. I want to have a side consultancy helping seniors, or I want to have a book that I want to write and publish and become an author. And if you wanted to supplement your income and, you know, yeah. and, and do some things that are passionate, you should do that. But if you're on the road where you want to really make the transition, mm -hmm. I'm going to, I mean, you and I are, are going to be honest in, in our runways. My runway was so much longer than yours and getting started. It was, it took forever to really get, get going to mm -hmm. launch the business, but you have to be diligent about it yes. and you're going to have to play two for you, three roles. You're going to have to play, you know, your primary um, income, your entrepreneurial income, mm -hmm. and then your responsibilities to your family and, mm -hmm. and sometimes your friends or whoever it is. But that mixture of entrepreneurialness or entrepreneurialness, because mm -hmm. entrepreneurial is that pharmacist who's impacting their employer's division based on their creativity, innovation, positivity. And that's just as important. Entrepreneur, entrepreneurial is just in, as important as entrepreneurial. But mm -hmm. if you want to go entrepreneurial, Tell, tell our listeners from your perspective how much extra work that that is in order to get that going. Pretend that the real job doesn't exist. Pretend that this side hustle that you're doing is all that you have. Look at it that way. Mm -hmm. Like, don't count the money that you're getting from your actual job. Just put all your heart and soul into what you're doing right now, and you'll see it. Um, I mean, starting a children's book, honestly, I, I am working on a crash course and just getting other people up to speed of how easy it is to do. It is so, so easy. I make it sound, everyone makes it sound very, very difficult, but it's honestly very easy to put a book together. And, you know, once you have an idea, that was the hardest part. Once you have the idea, you'll find the words to put in, you'll find, you know, there's lots of people out there you could uh, reach out to for illustrations, for formatting. So there's help out there to get you to where you need to be. But it, the whole process is not that hard. And I wanted to also create something that would explain how easy it is and possibly see other pharmacists out there writing books as well. So I did a really quick crash course that's soon to be released as well, too. I'll give you the more information on that. And you know, if you have an idea, just go for it because only you would believe as much as in yourself. And once you have that belief and you put it out there and, you know, it comes together, your passion will shine through. And honestly, you know, don't step away from your, your priority or your main job because you have to make sure you're comfortably taking care of your family and all your needs are being taken care of. But once you reach that point, you'll be able to make that decision and know when it's time to part-time and eventually leave to do this full-time. Well, bravo, um, Dr. Sue Ojigir. You're um, a rock star, and I think there are pharmacists out there, um, existing pharmacists, and then, of course, our pharmacy students who are listening to the show who you will inspire. So I Thank hope you. that they'll reach out to you. Um, once again, pharmasue.com. That's pharma, S U. E.com. It's an easier domain to remember and what an amazing domain to get. That's, that's Thank you. I really appreciate it. And please, if anyone does have any questions, I'll be more than excited or happy to connect and, and just hopefully it inspires you to take something into, you know, what you thought was a very, very simple idea or not any belief in yourself and just make it amazing. 
Well, thank you. Um, we appreciate you. And I, you gotta, you gotta come back. Yes, for sure. All right. <laughs> thank Bye. you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. This episode is sponsored by Independent Pharmacy Cooperative, widely known as IPC. Established in 1983, IPC is the nation's largest group purchasing organization owned by Independent Pharmacy. With a mission of maximizing the success of community pharmacists, IPC works to provide members with access to effective programs and services designed to enhance profitability for independent pharmacy. Read more about our mission by checking out our website at ipcrx.com. That's IPCRX.com. Hey, we are back this week in pharmacy. I am excited to bring these guys back uh, to this week in pharmacy. Um, Josh and Steve have become friends of mine. They've become advisors of ours, the network, the power of pharmacists in public health, and as well as the knowledge of our pharmacy technicians. But I want to bring on Steve and Josh from Cannabis Pharmacy on to This Week in Pharmacy. It's so good to have you guys here. Hey, Todd, how's it going? Thanks for having us. Happy Friday. Yes. Happy Friday. Pharmacy Friday. Pharmacy Friday. And I see you got your, uh, your U.S. Pharmacy shirt on. Uh, representing- sure do. Thank you. Heck yeah. I, I forgot mine, Todd. I got all my favorite all right. company, Green Roads. We got lots of guys. Coming back. I want I want you both to uh right out of the gate. I'm excited that you're here. Uh cannabis is still mm-hmm. a big mystery to many, many, many people throughout the country. 330 plus millions out there. Uh pharmacists are the leaders in pharmacology. Why in the world wouldn't they lead in cannabis medicine? So when we have partners like Cannabis Pharmacy dedicating your entire careers and talents and network to empowering community pharmacy through what they can build uh, their businesses, cannabis and cannabis and CBD, that's why you're here. That's why I'm excited. Uh, Just in case listeners haven't heard of Cannabis Pharmacy, which by the way, you can find at CannabisPharmacy.com. Steve and Josh, I want you to give us a a short story on cannabis pharmacy and and why you're so dedicated to pharmacists. Absolutely. And and happy to be back on here. Uh, Looking forward to a whole bunch of podcasts coming up here in the future. Um, We started this company over six years ago. Essentially, we got our mom off of Zoloft with CBD oil. It was just a little experiment we were going to do. Our family's lifelong cannabis consumers for various health ailments and to, to have a good time. Um, we're always a full disclosure family. We both consume cannabis in several different walks of life throughout the last 20 years or so. Um, and when CBD became a, a very popular thing, I was living up in DC where it was a lot more mainstream. We realized that down here, it just was not available in any reliable places. We spoke to several people about it before this whole thing started. And really the only place you could get it was a, a vapor smoke, smoke and vape shop, um, a head shop, places like that, where a lot of folks, especially down here in the Southeast, are just not comfortable talking about their health ailments. And even then, Todd, uh, in the pharmacies mm-hmm. back in 2017, a lot of them didn't know what CBD was. We were actually some of the first people to walk into their pharmacies and start to educate them about CBD and the extraction processes and all the other important information about the test that they needed to know. That's changed a lot over the past few years, certainly. 
And that was a big part of what we did and why we chose the medical channel and leaned in so heavily is, you know, when you're at the pharmacy, you're already picking up your prescriptions for your health issues. These pharmacists know you, they know your children's names and the sports teams they're on. This is a more natural conversation than trying to walk into a store where people buy, you know, smoke and vape products, let's say, and speaking to the person behind the counter who may or may not know the products well, may or may not take them themselves, and may or may not actually care whether or not these help you or not. We're, we're very service-oriented folk, uh, and we realized a long time ago that if we leaned into the pharmacies and the medical channel, that was going to be our best bet as far as being able to help promote people. And, and also, too, we realized quickly that the pharmacists, they, they were busy and they needed help, but they knew that they needed to have CBD for their patients. And so we quickly kind of put together a full-service program, which helped walk the pharmacists through starting with a CBD program or whether they had one before and actually just taking a lot of the weight off of their shoulders to help accomplish what it takes for the pharmacy to actually be successful with the program. And that really is our biggest pull here is we want to make it as easy and as profitable right out of the gate as we can. We know y'all's time is incredibly valuable. You've got way too much on your place just like we do. So that's why our entire program is centered around as little interaction as you can possibly have to make this profitable. That's what we want. And we want to educate your staff so that if if you're not available or you're not there, the one day off a week you might take, your staff can answer those questions as well. So we're talking about um, really three core focuses <clears throat> that pharmacists can take full advantage of as experts in other things that play into that care. So let's let's break right. them down. Sleep, pain, and anxiety. Which, mm -hmm. if, if you took those three, imagine how more how much comorbid uh, double up on multiple conditions that someone is going through when it comes to those three situations, those three sleep, anxiety, and pain. So, um, cancer uh, medications, lack of appetite, lack of sleep, um, lack of uh, you know um, feeling uh, happy, uh, serotonin levels might go down. Pharmacists know things. Uh, I'm not a pharmacist. You guys aren't pharmacists. We're all dedicated to empowering our pharmacists to do more right. with cannabis as an ancillary to the entire holistic life of, of their patients and how that can become a cash source business, which we need cash source businesses so bad, Absolutely. community pharmacies. So I want you to talk a little bit about those three and kind of give shout outs to our pharmacy owners who are listening in of really how to, you know, how to get started with you guys. Plus, we want to give not to give away all the secrets of today's podcast, but we have a 20 percent discount offering if you uh, go to cannabispharmacy.com during checkout. So we'll talk a little bit about that, too. But let's let's kick off those three and kind of sure. talk about our pharmacy owners, how to how to get started in that. Well, I'm going to take this one, Steve, because um, I, I didn't realize before we started doing this um, that we actually, I didn't sleep well. I would go to sleep easily, but I would toss and turn at night, right? And so I was starting to teach people about taking these products for sleep. And I said, you know what? Let me start taking these products for sleep too. And so I quickly realized first night after taking one of these products that I slept better immediately, right? And so almost every patient that we've talked to in any of our 700 plus pharmacies has some sort of sleep disorder, whether it's trouble falling asleep or trouble staying asleep. Um, and we find that that's a great topic of conversation for just about anybody. And the products that we offer, a lot of them come in little two single serve 
uh, gummy packet. So for five dollars, you can try one. Right. Which is really great because, you know, you, you want to have the patient have results when they try the products. So they're coming back and buying them again. And so sleep is one of the number one things that we try to help patients with. A lot of patients are already taking something for sleep. I can't tell you how many people take melatonin. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely wild or even ambient, too. You know, so what we found was is a lot of the patients were already looking for alternatives to maybe some of those sleep medications, maybe whether they were over the counter or not, that they were taking advantage of. And so we quickly found amazing results. Um, there's several different ways you can get sleep from some of our products. There's several products. I'll let Steve talk a little bit about the products in specific, but uh, what a great way to uh, get results. And then most people don't realize this, but when you sleep better, your next morning and your next day is typically better too, right? You know, and so I think there's a direct correlation um, with sleep. Um, and, you know, Steve, tell, tell me a little bit about the two main products that we sell that are primarily for uh, for sleep. Yeah, the, the the product that we sell the most of would be the Sleepy Z's from Green Roads. That's what Todd has up right here. The reason that those are such a winner is they are a combination of products that all work synergistically together to help you not just get to sleep, but stay asleep. So for a very long time, we had a product that was CBD and melatonin. That worked really, really well. A lot of folks that had tried melatonin unsuccessfully on its own in the past really found that the addition of the CBD in that gummy is what helped that really kick in and worked the best. Now, this product also has a compound called CBN cannabinol in it, which is one of the cannabinoids that occurs naturally in the cannabis plant. But CBN specifically is geared towards falling asleep. So when Green Roads made the decision to have the oil and the gummies and the capsules all have a combination of CBD, melatonin, and CBN, that's when we really, really started seeing the biggest difference in people's sleep patterns. The CBN is, for me personally, what helps me fall asleep. And then the CBD and the melatonin are helping me stay asleep. And I want to step into, I see you on the test results page here. I think it's very important, not just with your sleep products, but in general pharmacists out there listening, if you're selling CBD products, you need to make sure that every single one of them is identified with either a lot number or a batch number, not just a QR code, an actual number that's for every single batch that identifies that each one of those products is tested every single time for not just the amount of content of CBD or the presence there of others, but for the heavy pesticides, the residual solvents, the things that you want to make sure you're not ingesting in your health product. Yep, this is an unregulated industry. So having those third party test results is so important for anyone before they take any kind of cannabis product. There is a lot of product out on the market right now that let's just say I personally wouldn't take and I certainly wouldn't give to our mom to take um, every single product that we sell. And that's why we've been so selective and so picky about which manufacturers we represent and distribute for every single one of them is third party tested full seven panel test result. Um, and you're going to see those lab test results on that page. So you can look through them yourselves. Guys, I take a lot of pride in the people that involve themselves with this network and our publication and believing number one in pharmacists and, and how technicians are this intricate part of expanding business in whatever facet of pharmacy. And then behind those people are our technology platforms and our products and our services that empower pharmacists. And you are in that product, um, that product sector. And it's why that we, we reached out to you. I'm so excited to be working with the cannabis pharmacy because I, you know, you, I, I do a lot of Googling on people that are getting involved in this network and double check back on you and the products that you represent and went to their studies. And, um, you know, now we have an opportunity with uh, some of those vendors to dig even deeper into the clinical knowledge that we're going to be yes. driving through the Cannabis Pharmacy podcast. So this is exciting for us because I'm fascinated by 
how cannabis can and, and CBD can be leveraged by pharmacists and really start digging into even things that the three of us don't really know about it yet and what it can really help um, and really to start to customize treatment programs that involve cannabis. And that's really what we're excited for as well going forward. The the coolest thing about what we do here is we're just at the tip of the iceberg. You know, this is all a relatively new industry. It's an unregulated industry. Every company, I would say, like ours or involved in this space is a new company because this all just came about in the last six or seven years. So it's a really cool time to be a part of this. Uh, it, not without its struggles, of course, as I mentioned, it is an unregulated industry. So it is the wild west out there for a lot of folks. And that's why we're just so happy to be to be walking the line of fighting the good fight for pharmacists. We've got the best lab tested products. We've tried several hundred different manufacturers and we settled on the six that we represent. Now, um, that's really why we're just so excited is we we can't wait for regulation to come because every single product we sell is going to pass that regulation the day it passes. And, and that's and, why we work with our two primary companies. We work with Green Roads and Charlotte's Web. We've got some really <clears throat> great content that's going to be coming with those guys soon yep. is those two manufacturers they did it and they did it right they've got non-thc products for our military our first responders our teachers and other folks that do need to take products that are subject to blood or urine screening but also for products that have other levels of thc that we've had just tremendous results with pain and sleep patients yeah let's move to the next one let's talk about pain and um, my uh, wife has had a little bit of a crimp in her neck. This has been going on for a little longer than, than what it should, probably should, about a month and a half, two months. You sent me a starter kit. We got to experience the roll-on, and she swears by it. There Good. are other products that we have used. And by the way, this is the second product that has affected my marriage um, that come from you guys. So let me tell you what. There's a there's a whole husband side of this. If you guys are listening for Mother's Day, if, if you can hurry up and, and react, I don't know how fast shipping can get to you. But if if you're a husband, yet your wife has kids, you have a family, your your spouse, your your significant other has pain. Try these roll ons. They're just amazing. But talk to our uh, pharmacy owners about about kind of digging into the pain realm. Uh, yeah, and a uh, quick shout out to that particular roll-on. That's a Green Roads product that just came out uh, about six months ago. That's the first cannabis product to ever be endorsed by the American Arthritis Foundation. And they went through a bunch of extra hoops to get that sticker put on that box and waited about 12 months to bring the product to market because they cared so much about passing all those tests and making sure that they had the best product that they could offer. Now, not only does it have a tremendous amount of CBD in it, it also has a really big ball roller so you can cover a large area. But if you look on the side there, you can barely see it where Todd's zooming in. It's got a bunch of great other botanical oils in there as well that really help work with the CBD to make it the best product that we've ever had, topically speaking. And I, and I want to touch on that too. Topicals are a great way to get the patient started. We're familiar with putting on a cream. We know that it's fast acting. This typically lasts four to six hours. Um, it's a great conversation starter for a first timer that's trying CBD for pain. Uh, it's a great way to get immediate relief. As you said, it works instantly um, and it lasts for a while too. so it's a great way to start the conversation of maybe even now taking an oral or a gummy supplement as a daily for pain we see uh, when we take a oral supplement of cbd daily 25 to 50 milligrams twice a day that the patients have a reduction in pain uh reduction in the frequency of pain and therefore sometimes use less topicals for that so the topical is a fantastic means to immediate pain relief 
and really the, the the core of what we're getting to here is inflammation. And that really is the coolest part about CBD cannabidiol, which is the main compound in the cannabis plant when it's naturally occurring, of course, is there's no magic to it. There's nothing crazy special about it. Just as a molecule, it's an incredibly powerful anti-inflammatory agent. So everything that we're going to talk about today and in all the twerks going forwards, about every single problem you're ever going to have in your entire life is going to be inflammation based, right? It either causes inflammation or it propagates through inflammation, which is when you look at our brochure and it says, yeah, this is great for sleep. It's great for pain. It's great for anxiety. It's great for migraines. You know, when this was all getting started six, seven years ago, we went to several events and we were passing out samples and passing out literature and every third person would come up and say, y'all snake oil salesmen, <laughs> right? I say, well, ma'am, I completely understand why you would think that Same because like this brochure does look ridiculous. But when you really do look at everything that's listed on this brochure, anxiety is just inflammation in my neural pathways. My bum knee from playing rugby in college is inflammation in my knee. Sleep disorders are quite often caused by inflammation on your ocular nerve, which is going to disrupt your REM cycle. So when you start treating that inflammation at its core, which is what the oral regimen that Josh was talking about really, really hits hard. That's when you see we get a lot of people saying, yeah, I started taking CBD for my bad back. And then I also noticed that I was sleeping a lot better. I was also noticing that my recovery time from the gym is a lot better. Anything that you're dealing with that's inflammation based in your life, which is most of people's health problems, are going to see at least some sort of relief from the CBD consumption. And it's so, so important <laughs> to make sure you try the right product, you get the right dosage, you take it consistently, frequently. Those are the patients that come back to us with just incredible success stories. Mm -hmm. I encourage you pharmacists out there to engage with your patients with their success stories. Make sure they're getting the results they're looking for. That's so, so, so important to get them coming back and purchasing again. And I, I, I want to just encourage everyone listening if you want to get a starter kit moving, reach out to CannabisPharmacy.com yes. and use a code PPN20 to get 20% off of your starter kit. What's nice about the starter kit is it gives you a variety of everything that we're talking about today so that you as a, as a pharmacist, if you want to try these products, I would advise that you do and, and or you know, share with, once again, um, a loved one, your parent, your significant other, whatever to to really get feedback from them and and look at this as a scientist and as the pharmacist that you are uh let's move to the next one let's talk about anxiety now this is something that i didn't even back in my i, I always sound like the old guy but really <laughs> my day we didn't have behavioral health as really a a flag too much i mean you were either crazy or not and <laughs> no other spectrum right right so, and 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 now today we know that that plays a bigger role. So anxiety and and um, thinking of of our children, thinking of uh, teens stressed out, thinking of our our veterans. Uh, go U.S. Farming with these with these shirts raising money for our veterans. The anxiety that you can go through and and going to your physician and your pharmacist and saying, listen, I don't want to give my child, um, you know, Adderall. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't like the long term effects of this. Is there something more natural that we can engage in? You know, that could be a conversation for your pediatrician and your pharmacist together to to talk about this. But talk about talk to us about um, Green Roads and in the the compound that we have up on the screen. Yeah, great product that you're highlighting there. Typically, and this is a new product that just came out that's a, a blend of CBD and ashwagandha. Fantastic compound and, and love the packaging, love the way it tastes. Uh, it is the uh, the 66 ashwagandha, the KSM 66, which is the purest form of it. And from what I gather, again, not a doctor or a pharmacist, but I've been told that works much more effectively than other forms of ashwagandha available on the market. 
Uh, that's par for the course for Green Roads. They source the best ingredients. They make sure the efficacy of their product is always there, and the lab test results are always going to be the cleanest in the game. And that's really why we've been in, over the last six and a half years very heavily into them as a company because they were pharmacist-owned and formulated. Um, all the formulations are still designed by the original owner, Laura, who was a 20-year compounding pharmacist. Um, and while CBD on its own is fantastic for anxiety because, again, it is treating the inflammation in my brain that causes that anxiety, the addition of the ashwagandha for the relaxation effects just makes it work so much better and more efficiently. And, and that's what Gondo Gummy is great too, but it doesn't really matter how you get your CBD, right? It's important to find a product that works good for you, product that you enjoy or take consistently, but you take it consistently. Mm -hmm. I used to take cannabis products all the time for my anxiety. And when I started taking CBD daily, I found that 50 milligrams <clears throat> in the morning and 50 milligrams in the afternoon was the best dose for me, which reduced my overall anxiety. And so regardless of which products the patients are trying, it's important to make sure that they're getting the the right dosage and that they're getting the results they're looking for whichever product it is they use and traditionally like i mentioned before most patients with anxiety or neck up issues are taking 25 to 50 milligrams twice a day from what we're hearing back that's wonderful this is just the tip of the iceberg with cannabis pharmacy we're going to be doing um, multiple uh, series we're going to dig down into disease states we're going to bring on pharmacist specialists Yes. We're going to bring on physician specialists and have mashup um, opportunities. But if you're listening and you want to become involved in this, please reach out to the Cannabis Pharmacy team. Reach out to the Pharmacy Podcast. Also, take advantage of um, the discounts that we're going to provide you as being part of a Pharmacy Podcast listener, as well as uh, the twerks. And um, <clears throat> and then reach out as a pharmacy owner and ask, sure. John, Steve, how can you help me? build a cat a new source of cash based business that's good for my community absolutely and that's what i was going to mention too that starter kit you get tons of education you mm -hmm. get a, a designated rep that's the most important thing we've seen is that a lot of the pharmacies we're seeing now either had a cbd program during COVID, it kind of went down products expired on the shelves they're a little discouraged we've been able to rejuvenate and revitalize lots of exp existing cbd programs that kind of went down during time just with the right products the right retraining the right marketing um, so it is very very important that that educational factor is what leads the way when it comes to the in-store sales with the pharmacies. And that's what we really focus on as a company. And, and really one of the biggest elements also, as Josh and Todd both have mentioned, is taking it yourself and having your family try it. Yep. You know, they always say when you're getting on the airplane, when the when the plane's going down, you put your own mask on first. And something I touched on in our first twerks with Todd a few weeks back is caretakers such as y'all, all the pharmacy techs and pharmacists out there, yep. and ourselves as well, you usually put self-care about dead last. And I know I am severely guilty of this at all times. I put the whole world in front of myself, but I very quickly realized that while I'm always going to be that guy, that's okay. But I don't ever miss my CBD regimen because the minute I do, my sleep is worse. My knee pain comes back. My anxiety is significantly worse. And I know that me personally, I am a worse caretaker and service oriented person when I don't consume my cannabis products. So please give us a call, ask for a couple of samples. We want you to try this first because the way that we're going to have your pharmacy be the most successful with a cannabis program is when you and your wife and your children have tried these products. And when you look your patients in the eye and you say, I've never slept better in my life than when I take these sleep disease, that's how you're really going to help people. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Josh, Steve, we can't wait to do more of these with you. Thank you so much for being on Thank This Week in Pharmacy. Yeah. And um, we will see you soon. Sounds great, Todd. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Have a good weekend. See ya. All right. Uh, we love you, pharmacists, uh, pharmacy technicians. Shout out to you. We have some new programming coming. 
be on the lookout. Uh, we're going to have um, a lot to share with you about biosimilars upcoming. If you like biosimilars, you like that topic, you want to be part of the series, reach out to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. That was This Week in Pharmacy. We'll talk to you in two weeks. We love you guys. Take care.